Spirituality, not church-going, is on the rise today. Biblically, here's the reality of spiritual calling. Hello, welcome to The Explanation with Sam Canella. This episode, Spiritual Calling, Definition, Revealing the Bible Meaning, comes from the book, Mind-Body Problem Solved, and is brought to you by TheExplanation.com. Spiritual Calling, Definition, Revealing the Bible Meaning Spiritual calling is the first event on the way to spiritual conversion. Exactly what is it, and how does it work? How emotional is it? On one hand, people are leaving the classical church in droves, and on the other, they're searching for spirituality. A paradox, to say the least, because they're not finding it in church. What leads to spiritual calling? How do you know if it's a real spiritual calling? And how do you respond to spiritual calling? Here's a Bible conundrum. Christ the Messiah, the Son of God, performed miracles without number and preached the gospel day and night for three and a half years. And the meager results were twelve apostles and seventy disciples. Sounds like a failed mission, but it wasn't. The apostles picked up where Christ left off, and whether it was in the areas near or far, even to Rome, the converts were few and far between. Why not much more spiritual calling and conversion? It was always a very small minority of Christians in a sea of unbelievers. The gulf between the called and not called. Human beings, whoever they are, do not initiate spiritual calling. No one can work it up. We can seek, but ultimately it is the Father who calls. Many times we don't seek, and yet He still calls. Christ's words are significant in this respect. John 6, verse 44. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. What is the evidence of spiritual calling? This can be a controversial subject. Many equate spiritual calling with feeling or emotion, like ecstasy from a high, whatever its cause or witnessing an event, like a near-death experience. It's where emotions like joy and illumination come into play. I'm not saying sentiments don't have their role, but is that the definition of a spiritual calling? No, Christ gave us much teaching on this point. Matthew 13 Verses 15 through 23. For this people's heart is waxed gross, 
and the ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Sam's Comment This appears counterproductive, but isn't. People have hidden themselves from God, and He's left them with their reprobate minds. Verse 16 But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have not heard them. Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. When any one hears the word of the kingdom, and understands it not, then comes the wicked one, and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that hears the word, and anon, which means truly or quickly, and anon with joy receives it. Sam's comment, joy accompanies the hearing of the word, but the latter is what's important. Verse 21, Yet has he not root in himself, but jures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word, and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit and brings forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. This meaning of spiritual calling is basic and vital. The key is, hear the word. Let me make the most important statement in this book. Spiritual calling is the reason God gave each human being neshama consciousness and ruach mind. All five elements of consciousness are wrapped up in hearing the Word. God's purpose is exposed in His Word. The Word explains how humans function. The Father calls sons and daughters into a relationship with Him. And verse 19 says, Word of the Kingdom. That's the calling to participate in rulership. And finally, the Word has everything to do with reasoning. Spiritual calling is above all rational, not emotional. God gave humans neshama, a part of Himself, so we can understand Him. That understanding starts with the calling to His terms and conditions expressed in His Word, Scripture. Some 2,000 years ago, 
Christ came to die for our sins. Of course, I do not want to diminish that act in any manner, but it happened in one day, a few hours. Why did his ministry last three and a half years? Because he was teaching and preaching the Word of God. Hearing the Word is the initial part of spiritual calling, but it is not the only ingredient. How Calling and Growing Seeds Take Place There are numerous parables involving planting and growing seeds. They all explain spiritual calling and growth. There's only one way this spiritual process can occur, with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9-13 through 13. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Sam's comment. Humans, by themselves, cannot understand God. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Sam's comment, the Spirit is the key element. Verse 11, For what man knows the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Solely, by the Holy Spirit, can we grasp the things of God, and those things are in His Word. Note verse 13. The Holy Spirit teaches. Some think it's between them and the Holy Spirit. No. Paul, teachers, preachers, and God's church have a vital role here. Christ did the teaching during his ministry, with the help of the Holy Spirit. So far, our circles of the psychology of humans only include the things of man. It's time to add the things of God, and the first is the Holy Spirit, represented by the green background circle. It alone opens spiritual calling when God sows the seed. It allows humans to hear and act on God's Word. Here's an enigmatic but significant context that occurred at a specific moment, shortly after Christ's resurrection. Why this gesture at this moment? John 20, verses 20 through 23. And when he had so said, 
this is Christ, he showed to them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed, that Strong's G1720, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive you the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted to them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Breathed. Emphuzao appears only once in the New Testament. It is the counterpart of Yahweh Elohim blowing the breath of life into the first human in Genesis 2, verse 7. The Neshama consciousness is the basis of humankind, coupled with a spirit mind in humans that God also infused in that first human at that moment, Job 32, verse 8. With those elements, humans can accomplish mental activities related to their life's purposes. Look what the Holy Spirit helps accomplish. Verse 23, remittance and retention of people's sins. Christ specifically addressed the apostles. Forgiving sins is not for everyone. The point to make is that blowing the Holy Spirit on them gives spiritual prerogatives and purpose to their lives. This is the beginning of their spiritual calling. Their public and visible reception of the Holy Spirit happened a few weeks later at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. A point to retain here is the progressive reception of the power of the Holy Spirit. The apostles were still growing. Even after the death and resurrection of Jesus, the disciples hesitated greatly in their belief. How does this calling work in practical terms? The first evidence of spiritual calling is understanding God's Word. Luke 24, verses 27 through 49. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he, that is Christ, expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And he said to them, These are the words that I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem, until you be endued with power from on high. It comes down to understanding Scripture. Why? Everything has to do with God's purpose, function, relationship, 
rulership, and reasoning. The basis of neshama consciousness is in God's Word. The Holy Spirit will lead you into truth, but the Word must be taught and preached. Romans 10 verses 13 through 17 For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Sam's comment. Do you see the progressive process of spiritual calling? And in verse 16, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is why many are leaving the church and or don't believe. They know the word is not preached to them. They know something is wrong. People are looking for answers, but they're not getting fed. And the teachers have a heavy responsibility in this state of affairs. Read the account of Philip teaching the eunuch from Ethiopia in Acts chapter 8. The eunuch couldn't understand a prophetic passage in Isaiah. He knew he needed some man to guide him. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached to him Jesus. The eunuch believed in Jesus and was baptized. When you meet someone or something new, the only way to get to know them is by speaking or reading about them. The exchange of words is the precursor of developing trust and confidence in that person or item. It's based on an interaction of dialogue that's identical to spiritual calling. God gives us a small portion of the Holy Spirit to begin understanding His Word. We become acquainted with God and His purpose. What we do with that seed depends on us. Many have a spiritual calling, but few bear fruit. Matthew 22 verse 14 Many are called, but few are chosen. This episode is brought to you by The Explanation Bible Institute. Unlock Bible meaning with seven keys to master biblical Hebrew. A proven method to grasp the God-given original meaning of Scripture. Available at theexplanation.com Keep seeking answers to the big questions in life and reveal the explanation.